Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast. I'm Joe Schmo. Hi, Joe. <laughs> you ever, you ever watch Schmo. that game show called To Tell the Truth? To Tell the Truth? I don't think I've heard that. Oh, well, it go, it, actually that show was on back in the early days of television. They've got a remake on there now. With, so when you were a kid? Yeah, you have three people, and they all claim to be Joe Schmo or whoever they are. Oh, you know? yes. I've heard of this. And then and then the stars have to try to guess who's the real Joe Schmo. the real one, right. Okay. Yes. So... I am Joe Schmo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the real Joe Schmo, please stand up. Yes, yes. Hey, we're talking about tithing here on the Growing in Grace podcast. Not teething. Haven't done for a while. And really, when people talk about giving 10% of their money, that's not really defined as a tithe. As we mentioned last week, tithing, it really doesn't mean to give. It's not defined as to give 10% of all your money. Uh, or all your income. A tithe simply means, uh, in its purest form, it just means one-tenth. So people would set aside one-tenth of something, and as we talked about last week in the Malachi scenario, for example, Malachi chapter 3, they were setting aside one-tenth of the food that they were producing and putting it into the storehouse for the Levitical tribe, the ministry tribe, which contained the priests and others. And so that's just something we wanted to uh, start off again here with today. Undoubtedly, I mean, the Jewish people, they had money, they made money, but the tithing wasn't about that. They could turn their tithe of food into money if they needed to, because in some cases they were too far away to take their tithe to where it needed to be delivered. Uh, It was just too far to travel with all that and, and animals and all that stuff. So they could turn their tithe into money, and that's another story. But I I think the church has been a little bit misinformed on this tithing thing, and Joel has been talking about this for many years through – he's got a blogging series on this, and maybe you'll want to post a link to that on some of these programs, Joel. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely do that. Last week I ended, I think, by uh, talking about how the storehouse was an actual building where food was stored. That's what a storehouse was. You'll find several examples of it in the Old Covenant scriptures. And so the storehouse where they were told, you know, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. That's what that was about. Had nothing to do with money, like you say. And you bring bring up this thing about where they could actually trade their tithe for money. So these Israelites, they were wandering in the desert for all these years. And so a lot of this took place during that time. And so... What happened was the tribes of Israel were set up in camps, you know, and these were huge camps, big, monstrous camps. I mean, a lot of people. And Levites, the Levite tribe, were doing their duties within Israel. They were placed within each of these tribes. And storehouses were set up for them to go to to get food because, again, they weren't allowed to provide for themselves. The other tribes were commanded to provide for them. Well, it says in Deuteronomy 14, if the journey is too long for you so that you are not able to carry the tithe, so that right there, if the tithe is too far for you to carry, because we're talking crops, we're talking animals, we're talking food, that right there gives away that this has nothing to do with money, the tithes themselves. If the place is too far where the Lord your God chooses to put his name, 
when the Lord your God has blessed you, then you shall exchange it for money. So you take your crops, you take your animals. If the storehouse is too far away, take the money in your hand and go to the place which you, the Lord your God chooses, and you shall spend that money for whatever your heart desires, for oxen or sheep, for wine or strong drink, for whatever your heart desires, you shall eat there before the Lord your God, and you shall rejoice, you and your household. You shall not forsake the Levite who is within your gates, for he has no part nor inheritance with you. So do we see this? The, the whole point of the tithes was to provide for the Levites. But God is saying, okay, if this place is too far, take it, exchange it, and make some money off of the tithe and enjoy what you get, what you can buy with that. And don't forsake the Levite. God is making sure that they provide for the Levite who is within their gates. Remember, the Levites were dispersed throughout Israel and they couldn't provide for themselves. And also in this verse, in this passage in Deuteronomy 14, it says, at the end of every third year, you shall bring out the tithe of your produce of that year and store it up within your gates and the Levite, because he has no portion or inheritance with you and the stranger and the fatherless and the widow who are within your gates may come and eat and be satisfied. So that's what the tithes were about, is about feeding people. And you'd mentioned that there were tithes, plural. That I know of, there were two tithes that were more yearly, and then this every third year here in Deuteronomy 14. So it wasn't a matter of giving 10% of your income <laughs> to provide for some ministry or for some church, but it was about providing people with food. Yeah. And isn't that something that when they, in, in those instances where they, turned their tithe, their food, into money because it was too far to take the stuff that you just mentioned. They could spend it on whatever their hearts desired. How, how many times have you been able to do that with your, your financial <laughs> church tithe? Who preaches um, that? Right. <laughs> yeah, probably wouldn't go over too well. No. Um, and then that every third year. The, the thing is that they were instructed, don't neglect the Levites in all of this don't neglect them because they didn't inherit the lands and the cattle that the other tribes did. And, and really this was fair because if the Levites had inherited all that stuff, then the other tribes would have had less. So essentially in round figures, as we might say, they weren't really given anything up when they tithed. They, they were just, you know, they just did the work to bring the, the food to produce the food and, and give it to the, the priestly tribe, the, the Levitical tribe, who took care of the, the needs of the ministry for the nation of Israel. So there was nothing really being given up there. Whereas, you know, today, by church tithing standards, you're giving 10% of your money, your income, and you're giving that to people. Uh, now, again, we will eventually get into grace giving and the importance of, of being able to give freely. But right now, we're, we're kind of just trying to stay focused on the tithe what it is and what it isn't. Ultimately, God instituted, implemented the tithe through the law of Moses, and, and it became a part of that. Now, is it true that Abraham, before the law, tithed? Yes, he's one example of somebody who did that. And uh, I don't know how much time we'll have today, Joel, to get into that, but the, the nutshell version is he tithed from the spoils of war, it doesn't say he did it over and over again. And, you know, when people try to use Abraham, well, Abraham tithed, so we should tithe. Um, but the tithe that the people talk about today, again, is different from what the tithe was back then in, in the Bible days under the Old Covenant and even before the Old Covenant. But if you want to try to use Abraham as the argument or the, 
you know, put him on the pedestal for a tithing example. I mean, he, he, you know, he, he, there was a bunch of people killed during a war, and then he he turned over the spoils of that war. And 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 if you want to use him as the example, then we should all be sacrificing animals too, because he did that even before the law. Right. See, that's I, I will hear that argument made. Well, Abraham is the father of our faith, and so basically, what is meant is that because Abraham tithed. Well, then we should tithe. Well, several different things with this. When um, Abraham was talked about in regards to his faith, what was he remembered for? He was remembered, the thing that uh, I think, was it James that brought it up? Um, Hebrews talks about Abraham's faith. Well, it was he sacrificed his son, or at least he, he brought his son to be sacrificed. When Hebrews 7 talks about Abraham and his tithe, it doesn't talk about Abraham's faith. Right there, and we'll get into that. Well, depending on, I don't know if I'll have time today or not, but because I want to do spend a little bit of time on Hebrews seven and Abraham's tithe, but um, Abraham's faith that was accredited to him was he he believed God and God accounted that to him as righteousness, and then the example is given of him bringing his son to be sacrificed, even though he didn't, of course, have to go through with it. But tithing, Abraham didn't tithe because of faith, like you say, he went to war. His nephew, Lot, and all of his family were taken. In a, There was this big war going on between five kings and, and four kings. There was this big, it wasn't some small thing, but if you can picture this happening in the Middle East, all this stuff was going on, and it involved hundreds and hundreds of miles. Uh, Lot lived in Sodom, which was down south, and he was taken and Abraham, and Abraham found out about this. He gathered up an army of 300 and some men and pursued them as far, and it says, as far as Dan, which is 200 miles north of Sodom. Okay, and so <laughs> if you can just picture Abraham and then with his men uh, winning back, you know, fighting this battle and winning back Lot and his family and all these possessions, then he had to go over 100 miles back down south to Jerusalem that's where um, Melchizedek lived. And so he gave a tenth. He gave a tithe to Melchizedek. And it says he gave him a tithe of all. Well, so some people will say he gave him a tithe of all. So everything that Abraham owns, he gave a tithe of. So are you telling me that he went hundreds and hundreds of miles bringing everything that he owned, a tenth of everything that he owned, so that he could give it to Melchizedek? And I actually wrote an article about that. I'll post that along with this podcast, too, just to to show that it's that's that's a very silly idea to think that he gave a tenth of everything of all of his possessions but like you say it was it was a tenth of the spoils of war and with a couple minutes left I'll see if you had anything to wrap up with <laughs> well i mean isn't that something people don't really stop to think about real life when we're quickly reading through Bible pages sometimes that Abraham would have had to travel that far to go back and get it and, and that it wasn't like he had you know a bunch of George Washingtons or Benjamin Franklins wrapped up right. in a suitcase. Right. Um, so, <laughs> but but that's how that. we think because that's how life is for us, right? And so, yeah. So, and and you know, after Abraham uh, pr- produced his tithes to uh, uh, Melchizedek and the king of Sodom, and you know what they said? They said thanks a lot. <laughs> but anyway, that was a lot <laughs> joke there. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
So, yeah, and that was all before the law, sure. But it just doesn't go on to say Abraham was regularly giving 10% of all his income, uh, all of his money to somebody on a weekly basis. It doesn't say that, or a monthly or a yearly basis. But the tithe became a part of, of the law. And as Joel pointed some things out earlier in Deuteronomy, and, and there's several other books where you can find some details about how the Jews were instructed to tithe of their food to the Levitical tribe. There's a lot in there. So when we get to Malachi, which is where you usually hear about tithing in, in church circles in Malachi 3, which we started off with last week, when you get to that, it's just pointing out to people, look, you know, you, you're, you're robbing me by robbing uh, the Levitical tribe. Um, don't neglect them. Uh, the ministry is an important thing. And so We've carried that over, and, and this is the danger that we've talked so much about here on the podcast over the years, the danger of mixing an old covenant given to Israel with a new covenant given to both Jew and Gentile through Jesus Christ. Jesus was the covenant. the new He is the new covenant. And when you try and mix those two things together, uh, it's going to cause a lot of confusion out there. And, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to just bring some things to light. Again, giving is a good thing. And I can't wait to start talking about that. But when it comes to the tithe, um, there's been a lot of misunderstanding about that. Yeah, there really has been a lot of misunderstanding about that, including when Jesus mentioned the tithe. So we've got some New Testament mentions of the tithe, including Jesus telling us to tithe, right? Well, <laughs> did Jesus tell us to tithe? We'll talk about that and other things next week and in the weeks to come right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace.